Okay, praise God. Good morning. Glad to see everybody here today. Lots of stuff happening in the world. Um, if you put on the news, there's always something that's happening. We all could know about the situation with Ebola and everything. We know what's happening overseas with a lot of these terrorist organizations that are persecuting various people. But also locally, um, across many states, um, including here in the Pacific Northwest here, there's also election season that's, that's upon us as well, which means that there are some key positions, if you will, for leaders in, um, of state governments and, and, and whatnot, and even some that have impact on what's going to happen at the federal level. That's the time of the year that we're, we're in, which means that we need to exercise some wisdom when it comes down to deciding who we're going to, whose name we're going to vote for on the ballot, what kind of measures we're going to vote for, because we know that when these leaders get into these positions, they have the authority, if you will, to make decisions that we are, get impacted by. So we've got to use some Holy Spirit wisdom and guidance when we're voting on these measures and we're voting for um, individuals so we're not going to get into this is not going to be a message about politics or anything like that or try to sway you on who to vote for and everything like that that's something for you to pray about but we are going to talk about the importance of using wisdom in making decisions okay also, this time of the year, um, towards the end of October, we know that there is a national celebration, if you will, of individuals for something known as Halloween, okay, which means that there's all sorts of different movies that are coming out on TV. There's certain things that you would buy on a regular basis that now all of a sudden are being linked to Halloween, and if you're not careful about the packaging, you may be purchasing something that inadvertently is supporting Halloween and leads to all of the issues about things that you may be bringing into your household, and the Bible talks about um, um, witchcraft and sorcery and things like that and so it is very very real this is not stuff um, that is made up so we, we want to make sure that we're very careful um, with what we with what we're doing uh, we see violent attacks happening all over the place I mean just in the last few days you, you see people just randomly going out of New York City there you see an, one individual with an axe attacking police officers there was a shooting at a high school up in, in the state of Washington um, various things that are just happening all over the place and You've got to use wisdom and judgment when, when you're deciding where you want to go, um, things that you're deciding to do, even people who you want to vote for in office. So we're going to take a look at what the Word says about spiritual wisdom. And so turning your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay. And some of the hardest things about making decisions is you never know who to listen to anymore. I mean, you pick up the newspaper, it'll say one thing. You look at all the political ads that are popping up all over TV that say, oh, vote for this individual, vote for that one. You may get stuff left at your doorstep. I know my wife and I, we've had tons of things left at our doorstep saying, hey, you should vote for this individual. And it's like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me right now? And then you've got these fact checkers that are going out there and they say, oh, no, this person is lying. They don't know what they're talking about. And each turn on one news station and they're trying to spin it so many different ways talk to a loved one you hear something differently so you have no idea who's telling the truth anymore but God knows the truth and so if we turn to God and we ask for him for guidance he'll be able to give us that that guidance so that we can make uh, make the appropriate decisions not just in politics but also in everyday life you know big decisions small decisions using that wisdom is important so first Corinthians chapter 2 we're going to start in verse number Let's start off in verse numbers. Start in verse one. 
Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, anything among you, among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Underline all of verse 5 there. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Okay? Persuasive words, okay? How many people do you come across use these persuasive words? It could be anything. If you look at history, some of the um, leaders, if you will, of history, Hitler, Stalin, those people that use persuasive words to pursue, to persuade a group of people to commit such heinous crimes, and you sit back and you think, how in the world could somebody get up there and talk like this and actually drive an entire nation to persecute one group of individuals to the point of saying either if you're not within this particular race, we're going to kill you. If you look at the terrorist organizations that exist now, the question is, how in the world can somebody actually follow these terrorist organizations even though they're being they're being faced with death death for not following them it's using persuasive words you look at satan when he was in the garden of eden with eve what did he do he used persuasive words with eve he told eve oh no you're not going to die because god knows that you're going to be like him knowing good from evil now we know adam and eve they walked with god it talks about how the bible talks about god walked with adam and eve so could you imagine what that would be like walking alongside with god in this beautiful garden and this everything is just so nice and happy no no fear no hurting or anything like that and then you've got this one little demonic force that comes up and says oh you know good from evil now they probably didn't even know what evil was what is evil but now Eve is thinking good and evil what's this evil thing I never heard of that before what, is, what does that mean so if I eat this fruit I'm going to know what that is and I'm going to be like God and what does she do she go ahead she eats the fruit she gives it to Adam Adam eats the fruit and then we all know what every, everything that happens after that and this is where we are now um, not using wisdom, right? So Eve knew that God said, do not eat from that fruit. That if she was wise enough to listen to that, that wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't be in the situation where we are today. Um, if even Lucifer, before he became Satan, used wisdom and knew that there was no way in the world you're ever going to ascend yourself beyond God, perhaps you would never gotten cast out into heaven in the first place. And we wouldn't, again, we wouldn't be where we are today. So this is why it's so important to make sure that we're not listening to how things are being said or even how things are being written in newspaper articles, but really listen to what's being said and, and, and what's the content of the message is i heard someone the other day actually say you know it's not always about what somebody says it's also about what they're not saying and when i listened to that i said huh so how do you understand what people are not saying well it's going to god and it's getting that wisdom and using that wisdom to be able to know the intent of of, of the individual's heart okay so back to verse four and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men but in the power of god verse six however we speak among those who are mature yet not the wisdom of this age nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing but we speak the wisdom of god in a mystery the hidden wisdom which god ordained before the ages of our glory which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would have not crucified crucified the Lord of glory. So what Paul is saying here um, in this message to the Corinthians is that perhaps if people utilize, used spiritual wisdom, 
Jesus would have never been crucified in the first place. Okay. Also there, if you look in verse 6, um, however we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. What this is saying here is that all the people that are quote-unquote rulers, the leaders of nations, the leaders of states, everything that they know, their wisdom, quote-unquote, that, hum- that human wisdom, that not the spiritual wisdom of God, all of that stuff is going to come to an end at some point. God's wisdom never comes to an end, okay? But the human wisdom will come to an end, which means that everything that all of these leaders are talking about, the things that they say that they know from their human intellect, at some point is no longer going to be there. So then now it's up to us as Christians to make sure that we're praying and that we're exercising spiritual wisdom when we're voting for who would we like to see in office, okay? Human wisdom comes to an end. God's spiritual wisdom doesn't. Verse 9, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, underline his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. If you had access to my social security, if you had access to my social security number, you can find out all sorts of things about me. Okay? You can find out my spending habits, you can find out where I work, you can find out where I live, all this stuff about me. You won't know who I am unless I decide to share with you the deeper things of myself. Okay, You can talk to my family members, the same thing. It's only what I'm willing to share is how you end up knowing about who I am. So when you're looking at people in this world, especially again going back to across the nation, we're kind of in this election cycle here, with all the people that are in the world and they're saying one thing, you don't know what they're really meaning unless they're actually revealing that to you. And that's when as elections starts getting closer, that's when you see all these things popping up about all of these decisions that an individual made and they come they call it, you know, um, pulling up dirt on people. You know, they have people that go out and say, hey, find all the dirt you can find about this individual. And then that's when they start sharing that stuff. So knowing that you got to put your name, you got to put somebody's name on a ballot or you have to make a decision, you don't know what that individual is actually thinking unless they reveal it to you. So we won't know anything about God unless God chooses to to reveal it to us and the only way for that to happen is if we actually search our hearts and we strive to learn more and more about God and then God will reveal those things to us about him but also any other individuals that we're that we're interacting with as well okay later in other scriptures it talks about how um, wisdom will, will allow you to know the intentions of the heart, so to speak. Okay, So you may not know what an individual is really thinking, but using that spiritual wisdom, God may give you glimpses into what's happening in an individual's life before you actually go ahead and make a, and make a decision. Okay. So verse, uh, back to verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Think of how many times you've had conversations with someone, you just talk just briefly about the love of God and what, G, what it means to, for, for what it was like when Jesus was, was on the earth, just pulling from Scripture. Jesus is love, and he was the embodiment of love. How many times do people look at you like, 
Yeah, okay, if you say so, and they go on doing whatever they're doing. It's because they they don't have that spiritual discernment. They they can't see beyond their physical, natural uh, man, if you will, man's eyes to be able to understand that, yes, Jesus was on this earth, and yes, Jesus did physically die, and yes, Jesus did rise again, and we have hope through him. A lot of people can't get past that because they don't have that... Um, that spiritual discernment. They don't have that spiritual wisdom. They're focused on the, the natural, finite mind of how in the world can somebody actually die and then come back to life three days later. It doesn't make any kind of sense. Science can't tell you. It doesn't make any sense. But Jesus being the Son of God and God being all-powerful was able to make that happen. Okay? Um, to them, it's, it's foolishness. So the last scripture we're going to take a look at is going to be First Kings 3. Chapter, and then we'll start in chapter 6. And so now we're going to look at some things that can happen when you actually have um, spiritual wisdom. Okay? So 1 Kings chapter 3. And another thing about seeking spiritual wisdom, too. Um, You'd be surprised what you come across when you're able to, when you, when you do that and God gives you that wisdom, just, just asking for wisdom. You'd be surprised how you look at the world differently, so to speak. Um, I know our daughter, she loves glow sticks. <laughs> you know, she just, she loves them all the time. So every time we go out somewhere, we buy them. But what we've noticed, especially around this time of the year with Halloween coming around, they've got these cool, different little glow sticks that you don't see during any other time that have Halloween labels attached to them. So we're very careful about which ones we're actually picking out and giving to to her um, we were taking pictures doing a family portrait and somebody came up this was earlier this year and one of the workers came up and said hey do you know what time of the year it is would you like some candy and I thought and I said huh Where, where's this going she said do you know it's Halloween time and I very quickly said we don't celebrate Halloween an individual it was very polite and the individual said oh so she can't have any candy? I said, no, nothing that's related to Halloween. Even though it's early on in the month of October, what we know through using spiritual wisdom and praying is that this is the time of the month where that Halloween candy starts being distributed. We know going into parts of November, there's lots of leftover Halloween candy that gets distributed. So we're real careful about even then what kind of candy and sugary sweets that we, that we bring into our household. Okay? But again, it all goes back to making sure that we have spiritual wisdom. So 1 Kings chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 6. Okay. And Solomon said, and this is him um, talking, talking to God. And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father. But I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or to come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, verse 9, therefore, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon asked this thing. Then God said to him, 
Because you have asked this thing, and you have not asked for long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice, behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall be not this so there shall not be anyone like you like you among the kings all your days so if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father david walked then i will lengthen your days so here we see solomon being given a great responsibility to lead a group of people and it could have been and he had all of these enemies and you can read some of the history about some of the enemies that that solomon had it's very easy for us to go to God and say, Lord, you know what? This individual, oh, they're a pain in my side, and if only I can deal with them somehow, and then God promotes you into a position where maybe you've got oversight over that person. How many of us will sit there and say, all right, Lord, how can I fire this person? How can I remove this person from this job? Because now I, now I can get back to you. Remember all these things you did 10 years before that? I've got a list of those, and now that I'm your boss, I can do something about it. How many of us would actually go to God and say, you know what, Lord, I know this person's been a pain in my side, but give me wisdom so that I can make the right decision, okay? Because it's easy for me to just bang, you're out of here, you're gone, or I can go back, get back to him, and start giving him all of these assignments that nobody wants to do, and I can get back at him that way. How many of us would actually go to God and say, Lord, just give me some wisdom. Help me understand what's good from evil. So as we're going out in our lives, those are the things that we should be talking with God about. Lord, help me make the right decision. Help me to know that if I go down this path, that this might not be the right way, Lord, and bring me back. When I'm facing my enemies and those that are coming against me, give me the wisdom to be able to make the right decisions. Make it so that I'm not trying to be vengeful towards them, but I'm actually modeling what you want me to model. And then what does God do? God not only gives him the wisdom, but he gives him all sorts of things that he didn't even ask for. See, it says God gave him the riches, gave him long life. Okay, we know that there's other scriptures that talk about length of days and, and, and how um, when you go to go God and go towards God and you please in God, that he will lengthen your days on this on this earth. Okay. So asking for wisdom is very, very, very important because it helps us to make the right decisions. We know that in Proverbs chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, you don't have to turn there now, but it says, Discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things. Okay, This can only be accomplished if we have spiritual wisdom from God. So as you're out there and you're getting ready to turn in your ballots and you get ready to make decisions, ask God for spiritual wisdom so you make sure that you're not inadvertently voting for something that would be of against God. And we know where political agendas are nowadays. Everything that the Bible talks about is being an abomination to God. We know that there's pushes from people in powerful positions to make these things legal. And then us Christians are left with the aftermath of that. So just make sure that you're using wisdom in making your decisions. Um, as Halloween comes around, we know that there's all sorts of horror movies that come on. You know, And I love a good scary movie and everything. But sometimes there's some old childhood favorites that come on TV and you really got to understand what is that movie about before you start watching it before you start recording it before you start bringing those things into your household okay so just use some spiritual wisdom as you're talking with people um, and they're trying to persuade you one way or the other because you will have that about any kind of decision even if it's just at the supermarket and 
Lord, should I get green grapes or red grapes? Okay, little things like that. God will be happy with that, and He'll help you make the right decision, and He'll bless you beyond beyond belief. Okay, Amen. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Carr for the next portion of this message.